0: start off this podcast by introducing ourselves and who we are. We are a few students from Professor Lively's class on the Pacific Islands, and today we're going to talk about the colonization of Australia. Before we get too far ahead, we're going to introduce ourselves individually. My name is Thomas, and today I'm going to be talking about why the British came to Australia. But before I get too far ahead of myself, I'm going to pass it off to a few other dudes that we're going to be talking to today. We've got...
1: Hi, my name is Samuel, and I will be talking about what did the European did in Australia. My name is Seth Hutchinson, and I'll be talking
2: about the various effects that colonization had on Aboriginal Australian people.
3: And uh, my name is Paul, and I will be giving a brief summary about everything we talked about to give a recap.
0: Alright, so our theme the whole semester has been on the Pacific Islands and the Oceania region. But the Oceanic region has Polynesia, Micronesia, Melanesia, and Australia. But we're going to focus on one of these regions, and that region will be Australia. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we're going to divide this topic into four segments, as we previously stated. So I'm going to talk about why Europeans came to Australia, and where did they settle first in Australia. So let's see... The colonization of Australia started around the 16th and 17th century. During this time, the British have been colonizing North America and establishing trade routes globally. They've been all over the place, and they've been interested in some things that are specific to the Indonesian and Chinese regions of the world. So they wanted to find a more efficient trade route, and they had the axon discovery of North America. So there's been a lot going on. So eventually they sent a captain towards the South Pacific region. That captain's name was James Cook. James Cook was known for three famous voyages through the South Pacific region. And one of his voyages had him discover South, not South America, Australia. The South Pacific region of Australia he claimed for Britain, but the British did not exactly use it for a whole lot until after his death. The death of James Cook happened on his third voyage, which let me see where he landed at. The death of James Cook was the result of fighting natives at Kiala Kekua. It's a mouthful, kind of hard to say that, but it was a fight with natives and he was killed by his natives. So nine years later, the British started having issues back home, and those issues or the result of overcrowded prisons and almost like overpopulation. So they got the idea to start penal colonies in Australia since it's land that James Cook has claimed for them. They figured, well, let's see what we can do with this. But what is a penal colony? Penal colony is a colony that is a bunch of prisoners that have been sent there to establish a colony to move them elsewhere. They're going to be isolated from whatever mainland they've been sent from. So it's pretty much a whole settlement of literal prisoners. Let me see where they settled at. Okay, it was Sydney. Sydney was the first colony down there because Botany Bay was very first landed and that settlement did not work out successfully, but then Sydney was the first successful penal colony down there. And then after a successful penal colony, they started branching out elsewhere. But today, Sydney remains as the capital of New South Wales, which is a small state in modern-day Australia. And the success of Sydney being established on January 26th of 1788, is what modern-day Australians celebrate as Australia Day. I digress because this is about as much as I have on why the British came there. Because they came because it was land that was claimed for by James Cook, who was a pretty famous navigator and captain at the time, and they decided to start utilizing it to deal with their um, overcrowded prison situation. So I'm going to pass it off to Samuel, who's going to talk about his subject.
1: All right. Thank you so much. So uh, there's a lot of things that happened when European arrived in Australia. The Dutch were the first to arrive in 1606. And I have read an article who said that they decided to leave because they, consi- they were considering that the land, the land was dry and inhospitable. When the captain, uh, James Cook, claimed the east coast of Australia from uh, the British in 17th, 1770 and named it the New South Wales, uh, the British, like they said that the Australia was in Latin, the terra nullis was uh, meant land without master. So what I said before, there's like a lot of things that happened. I will start talking about like the transportation of the British convict. Until 1782, the English convict were transported to America. However, in 1783, the American war of independence ended. And the American refused to accept any more convict from England. So the British had to find like somewhere else to put the convict. That's all. That, that is one of the reasons why they decided to go to Australia. And that's why they made the first penal, penal colony in Australia. It was the first European s- settlers in January 26 1788. So they build. They were building the penal colony along the coasts in Australia. So, like uh, Thomas already defined, a penal colony is a settlement used to exile prisoners and to separate them from the general population by placing them in a the remote location, often an island or a distant uh, colony, ter- colonial territory, and there were over 162,000 convicts who were transported. That's crazy, isn't it?
0: Do you have any idea what some of the prisoners were sent there for? Like what were their crimes?
1: So I can guess like there is like a lot of crimes. So to be sent in the like very far destination, I guess the crime can be like kind of, uh, Creepy or crazy, if I can say it like this. So,
0: so you think they were sent out there because it was some pretty severe crime? Like, oh no, this dude's a mass murderer. He's going to Australia.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Maybe some insane people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, I'd, I'd go
0: down to Australia. That sounds like a fun <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Good
3: news, Bill. You're going to Australia.
1: <laughs> so, and the European were considering like the indigenous Australian racial inferior and. That's how the culture, the cultural genocide was put into motion. so ab- Aboriginal Australians were forced to leave the land, imprisoned and treated as slaves. We can We all know like uh, the story of like African colonization, like the way the, the Europeans were treated like African, and it was kind of the same story that happened in Australia that they were forced to work for the European and one of the work they were doing it was like the gold rushes. It happened like in eighty in the early eighty fifty one a significant like number of workers moved to a place that they were finding like a lot of gold but I heard, I read some somewhere that the gold they start finding like the gold earlier but where when they start finding they were like a huge amount of gold found in that place.
3: Uh, What kind of countries were interested in this gold rush?
1: So there's a lot of country who were interested in the countries such as like China, Poland, the United States and Germany showed interest and about 500,000 people came to find gold and those people were called the diggers. And in the ni- 1901, the Australian, all the Australian states uh, tried to create a Commonwealth of Australia with Canberra as a capital, but New Zealand and Fiji declined to join. And no longer after that, the new government of Australia starts an immoral, a genetic-based program on Aboriginal people they try to change like if I can say the culture when we like how we saw in the movie, we watched in class, we saw like the the movie was based on the true story. So this actually stopped between ninety oh five to ninety sixty seven and they were just trying to take those children and try to change if I can say the education, and those children were like, I can say stole from the family and put in the location where like they were not able to see the parents and the family, and this, those children are called like the stolen generation. So
0: it was kind of like they were displacing them to try to like diffuse their culture out there. So they were trying to remove like their aboriginal ties by trying to re-educate them by their standards to force them back into society.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And during the European colonization, over 1,000 Aboriginal Australians were sent to the First World War fighting for the count of the breaches. And about 4,000 fought in the Second World World War as a part of the ANZ. AC, so that's very crazy how they exploit those people from Australia.
2: Guess I'll take the baton next. So, oh, uh, My name is Seth and again I'll be talking about uh, just continuing on some of the effects of colonization and what that had on Aboriginal Australians. So of course I'll start out by saying um, that the indigenous people Continuously tried to resist um, the pushing of colonization on their own land, their, their people and their way of life, their culture. Um, but the most immediate and uh, quickest seen effect of European colonization was the rampant disease that um, the Europeans brought just being exposed to those um, and the aboriginal people were not. Uh, these included measles, influenza, smallpox, um, which led to the destruction of a lot of settlement and just, the, of course, the lives of those people. Um, and, of course, we'd be removed talking about colonization without speaking about the violence that indigenous Australians uh, occurred when colonization happened. Nearly 20,000 were killed by... Uh, the violence upon their arrival, um, and then around 3,000 frontier conflicts. um, And the violence ranged from murder to sexual abuse and exploitation of indigenous women and girls as well, uh, which also added fuel to the fire as far as uh, creating disease, um, spreading that among the people. Um, According to historical records, Um, Australian Aboriginal people were hunted and murdered on many occasions massacres uh, occurred often in the form of driving large crowds of people off cliffs Um, and there were many instances in which um, the Australian people were given laced food with arsenic and other poisons by the colonizers
3: that's just terrible
2: Mm -hmm. it's just so unimaginably inhumane just um aside from that, there was just a lot of of course changing of the way of their life um they changed their landscape and their agriculture, and as we talked about in our class, especially with um the TED talk and putting i forgot how he mentioned it, putting my country. Uh, yeah my country um just having no respect for the the land and how people had a different respect of how like it owns the people. Um, the colonizers came in and had no respect of that way of life because it had a very sp- spiritual significance to these people and they came in and did not treat it with the respect that they expected them to or would hope that they would. And these effects of colonization are not just immediate. We've seen them long-lasting even in today. Uh, Approximately 700,000 indigenous people live in Australia now, comprising of about 3% of the general population. Um, Descendants of those who occupied Australia over 60,000 years ago. And, um, yeah, it's just very much pushed out their way of life, pushed out their people. Um, And... This story, of course, as uh, Samuel mentioned, is just a common story of European colonization, Africa to Australia, Uh, just anywhere that it went, it brought um, the ideas and values of European way of life, but also disease and murder and all these other horrible things. Um, And yeah, the indigenous people of Australia suffered a lot of injustices being evicted from their traditional territories, relocated to reserves, um, and of course, mass killings. Pass on the baton. Alrighty, All righty.
3: Well, I'm going to end off the podcast here with a little summary uh, since we're getting close to the end. Uh, as Thomas talked about, for uh, when they came to Australia, We had the uh, talk about James Cook, about how he was sent out for a voyage to discover some land, uh, which was um, discovered between his voyages of 1768 and 1771, of which he came across Australia. He then claimed the land for Australia, though it was claimed, as they say, it still had the original Australians living there. Uh, Australia would not be used by the British until nine years later, to which they would use it for their penal colonies since they had overcrowded prisons. Uh, These penal colonies did also have labor work as uh, they were used for mostly economical, uh, underdeveloped parts of Australia's states for territories. Uh, The safety of original people was also dropped after these uh, colonies came from diseases and conflicts, uh, one of these conflicts was the uh, massacre at Mail Creek, or as I say, Mail. I think I think that's how you say it. Creek Station, where uh, Aborigines were murdered in cold blood by Stockman. Um, they also had the gold rush that came in from 1851 with uh, significant numbers of countries uh, interested, bringing in even more population, which just was terrible. Um, um, Overseas, these countries were uh, China, Poland, United States, Germany, and Britain, obviously, since they ain't going to give up that. Then we moved on to um, some of the... uh, effects that happened to the Australians, or uh, Aborigines, sorry, Aborigines, not Australians, Aborigines, smallpox, uh, violence, um, measles, all these was just a very significant hit to these poor Aborigines people as they didn't deserve really any of this. They would just live their lives until someone just knocked on their doorstep, which was just terrible. Um, Some of them uh, were uh, 20,000 murdered from violence alone, from uh, uh, Aborigines being murdered either by colonists or prisoners, uh, from women to children. No one was spared, really. It was terrible. Uh, m- uh, women, children were um, abused and probably raped, probably mostly, which even spread the diseases many more times worse. Uh, although um, their agriculture was also mostly destroyed after Australians coming over, uh, many. Uh, many of the wildlife was hurt uh as um Seth and Samuel talked about the lost generation of children uh Australian uh, Austra- Aborigines were take uh, as young children were taken from their parents and put into these really you could say um camps you could call it yeah they were uh-
0: not like an internment camp, I'd say re- like re-education camp or like an assimilation facility.
3: Yeah, uh, to adapt more into the Christian way and get rid of mostly all their Aborigines uh, features. They tried to, uh, they called them half-casts, if if, was that the casting system, like casts or something like that? Cast, I think it was half-cast. Half-cast, quarter-cast, and... Was it full cast, I think? I, th- I think there um, was a full cast, wasn't
0: there? not too sure on hand, but the whole theory was that by forcing them to intermarry with the colonists, it would gradually dilute out their genetics to where after, like, the, I think, fourth or fifth generation, they would look like another European. Oh, okay, okay. So it's essentially trying to destroy the population by thinning out the numbers like that. That's just... That's terrible. the eugenics aspect of it. That's
3: just terrible. It's not like, cash money.
0: It's, it's not cool.
3: No. Um, but that's just wrong, and in its own sense, uh, it goes against any kind of morals. Um, then uh, we had, uh, what was it, relocation. There was about 700,000, you said, mm-hmm. now of Australians that were lived in Australia now, um, what was it? Uh, would you say that's a lower or higher amount? Sorry, could you repeat that question? I said you said there was about 700,000. Was it Australians or Aborigines that now lived in Australia? Indigenous people. Okay, you know. so. Only about 3% of the general population. Wow, so they significantly dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just terrible to happen to any kind of colony imagine imagine Britain doing that to us years before so uh as you uh, Seth also said something about the um uh of Africa you both also talked about that you too Samuel uh talked about uh how this was just basically another way of uh colonization just like in Africa where people were en- enslaved there. Or would, would would you say there wasn't slave slavery there in Australia? Um, I
0: wouldn't say it would be like in the American sense how we would view it, but there's probably like forced labor and so forced for yeah. labor.
2: Okay. Especially uh, in the agriculture. Yeah. Agriculture kind
3: of. Yeah. They would probably push them there more. Mm-hmm. But Samuel
0: has some questions for us. He wants to know what our opinions are on a few subjects. What yeah. are some?
1: Well, uh, it's not a question. I would just like want to know your guys' opinion about like the movie we watched in class, like the movie about the assimilation um, of Australia. The uh, rabbit-proof fence? Yes. The, so I read that in February 13, 2008, the Australian government formally apologized to the victim of the stolen generation. So we watched the movie. We know it's based off the, uh, off the uh, true story, and we seen, like, kind of example that I was being tracked on your own country trying to go back to your family I cannot trying to imagine how frustrated that uh, experience was and I was just trying to have you guys opinion about like do you think just apologizing is apologizing is it like the right thing to do like, appropriate. Appropriate. Like.
0: Well, it's weird because they wait that long for them to finally do something about it. Then everyone affected by it at the time is most likely not the, around the, anymore.
3: Yeah, either passed away because or very, very Because the events old.
0: this happened was, like, pre-World War Two, pre-World War One, So it's coming close to over 90 to 100 years after the events that took place. So apologizing to the people that weren't there, it's... It's kind of weird. It's, like, disingenuous. But if they want to do something, actions will speak louder than just... Words. uh, Yeah.
2: feels a lot more like covering their own asses than, like, an apology. Yeah, it's just kind of too late
0: for that now. It's like, yep, we already colonized and modernized Australia. Might as well
3: say sorry. Sorry. But you can't put a lollipop and a sticker on that. (laughs) You can't put a Band-Aid on a gunshot. No. No.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, I would say that was... Uh, their actions, they could have done something more instead, of just a brief, like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Does anyone have any critique for the movie, though?
1: Uh, like,
0: not not what it's about, but just, like, the movie in general.
3: I said the movie was fine. Mm. I, I, I liked it. it. It gave um. a person's viewpoint of what they had to go through in order just to get back to their families about being... Track just like here in America when we had slaves trying to escape to the north. The one thing that did drive me just like a little crazy
0: was how excessive the over dramatic music would be throughout it. Because, yes, I can understand <laughs> using it, but it's like they are eating, and then there's like this really <laughs> ominous music playing. Like, I get it, they're in a so facility, do, they don't want to be, it's very wrong, but like you're gonna be doing just this really dramatic movie. Like, it's like, all right, they're walking, dramatic music pans in. It's like Okay, they're sleeping. Dramatic music pans in. It's like, I, I get the tone of the movie. They found the fence. <laughs> they found the wrong fence. That's, oh, no. <laughs> that did happen in the movie. They're like, no, that's a different fence. They're like, oh, all right. They're walking this fence, not this fence. You need to go. I think that encounter could have been cut from the movie, and it still would <laughs> yeah. have been the same exact movie. <laughs> Is there anything anyone wants to share before we wrap up? Um... Not to I have any questions about you.
2: I think
0: so. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for their time for listening to us ramble about some Australians. I'd <laughs> say you so much. take it easy. This is Thomas, I'm hopping off.
2: This is Samir. This has been Seth. Thank you guys.
3: And this has been Paul. Thank you for listening to some weirdos. <laughs> Alright, take it easy, dudes.